Before I begin recording this episode, I'd like to give a trigger warning if conversations of LGBTQIA plus rights, child exploitation, or political views may disrupt your peace. Please either skip this episode or fast forward until 20 minutes in where we will return to our regularly scheduled programming. These views, opinions, and words are my own. They do not reflect my radio station, 92.3 WIL, or my place of business, Hubbard Broadcasting, St. Louis, Missouri. Casey covers country. Good morning, and thanks for tuning in. Today I'm joined by... Uh, Remus Von Remington. Act like you've got some energy today. A <laughs> uh, couple reasons I wanted you to start out this episode with me. One of them being that I haven't recorded in three weeks. Oh, wow. Well, mostly because I was out of town, but before that we had... Um, lost someone important in our radio family. Yes. So it was like a few just weeks of madness and everything was a little bit crazy around here. So I wanted to make sure that somebody was here. Accountability. Casey's uploading to the Casey Covers Country podcast. But on top of that, I've also been auditioning for something kind of fun. Are you talking about it or no? No. Okay, we're not talking about it. We can talk about it next week when we'll know if anything comes of it or not. And even if it doesn't, I think we can still talk about it then. Casey's going to be a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, and launched a whole earring collection in that time. It's called the Casey Collection. You can find it on Facebook and Instagram and or find WIL, and I'm sure it's linked to me, which is linked to it. So. Yeah. It's taking the world by storm, by the way. Congratulations on that. I'm really excited about it. It's um, got a new... A new set releasing tomorrow or like a collection within the collection and it's called the Bridal Bash Collection and it's like the earrings that you would see girls wear to bachelorette parties but like the trendy ones in Nashville or... So no like like phallic earrings? What does phallic mean? Um, uh, representation of a part of the male anatomy? No. <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> but it, I, I guarantee any girl who is like in that stage of her life going to the bachelorette parties or maybe is getting engaged or I'm not even engaged, but these earrings are all so cute that I want to die just knowing that don't one die. of you could wear them someday. Yeah, don't die. I also wanted to have you in here because... I feel like I couldn't have this conversation alone. Like I needed someone else to be in here to otherwise it like wouldn't be funny. I think it would just turn into something a little too serious. Yeah. Last week we were in studio. I saw a reel on Instagram. Brittany Aldean, um, like makeup transformation video. If you haven't seen it by now, uh, do you listen to country music? I don't know. <laughs> but she captioned it. I'd really like to thank my parents for not changing my gender when I went through my tomboy phase. I love this girly life immediate backlash. I didn't know about all the backlash until we were at Morgan Wallen and you came to me and you said, you got to talk about this in case he covers country because it's huge. It's like the biggest thing happening. Yeah. Cassidy Pope responded who anybody's got the right to say anything, but I was a little surprised that it was came from Cassidy. It's sort of a little fish to be biting at a Aldine. I mean, but it is Brittany Aldean. It's not Jason. I know, but still, <laughs> it just, and no hate to Cassidy because I really like actually what she said. She said, you'd think celebrities with beauty brands would see positives, including the LGBTQ plus people in their messaging. But instead here, we are hearing someone compare their tomboy phase to anybody in a real transition, uh-huh. which I thought was a good point. But that's when Marin Morris commented beneath Cassidy Pope's post. Marin said, 
It's so easy to, like, not be a scumbag human. Sell your clip-ins and zip it. Insurrection Barbie. Mm-hmm. I have questions. Insurrection. What does that mean? Casey. I'm so... <laughs> like, that part really threw me. Uh, insurrection would be... It's what happened on, on January 6th. Basically, that whole thing is called an insurrection. Uh, the people that are storming the Capitol... Uh, you know, breaking into Congress, okay. all of that. They're basically trying to overthrow the government or trying to change the outcome of the election. Marin is lumping her into Brittany that. Aldean into that group of people. Well, she already is kind of a part of that group of people, if you know much about. She's very outspoken in what she stands for. So. Jason and Brittany are very outspoken conservatives, yeah. 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 The sell your clippings and zip it comment really kind of hits me as that one time when Donald Trump said, like, just shut up and dribble to basketball players (laughs) who were trying to make a, I forget actually what that storyline was, but that it hit me the wrong way. And I was like, "Mm, I totally see your point. I don't know if that was the best way we could have said that. And of course, Jason responded to his wife to support her and said, you know, Barbie, my Barbie, we wouldn't expect anything different from him. Yeah. But basically, big headlines of transphobia, homophobia, et cetera, had been released. And as of this week, Brittany has publicly said that her words have been twisted to take back the narrative into her own hands. Brittany and Sister Aldine, Jason's sister, Casey Cassie, will be dropping T-shirts and hoodies that are Barbie-inspired that say, Don't Tread on Our Kids. Proceeds will be donated to Operation Lightshine, which raises funds and awareness to stop child exploitation and trafficking. Did you did you catch the actual verbiage of that line? Can you read the actual verbiage of that line? Don't tread on our kids. No, she says something like uh, proceeds will be something through the charity. So they don't actually say 100 percent of the proceeds or whatever. So they just get to determine how much of the proceeds actually go to charity, which that is interesting. Kind of kind of irks me a little bit. But well, what kind of irked me when I first saw this was this nonprofit obviously doing awesome things. It just hit me a little sideways. Earlier this year, the Aldeans had put their two kids in political propaganda T-shirts, which to me, in a way, feels like exploitation of children because they posted it online. Yeah. And I don't know, unless until you're a certain age, I don't necessarily know. Like, people can come at me all damn day long about, like, when you have kids, are they going to be vegetarian like you? Or you're just not going to give them chicken? Mm-hmm. But it feels the exact same for someone to be like, well, this is my view, so now I'm putting it on my two-year-old. Are you are you going to give them chicken or not? Because I'm interested in that. <laughs> That's something I don't I don't actually know. I feel like I'll have to decide when that time comes. I, I would know. imagine if, if uh, you know, if you do end up marrying the person you're with now, he is very much a mediator. So they'll get exposed to that. Eventually. Oh yeah, I think it, I think it might be like when I'm with her, we don't eat meat. When I'm with him, we do. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah. It got really deep, really quick. It was like everybody in the country world, even us, just being in radio, sitting eating popcorn, like turning our heads left, right, left, right. She said this. She said this. It's like a, bit, a roller coaster for the women in country this week. Yeah. I, a couple things with this. I feel like if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I know. It just seems like, to me, 
with and and for where I stand politically, I will tell you this. I hate all politicians for the most part. I feel like a lot of them, most of them are not out for your best interests at all. Right. So so siding with one with a super right wing or super left wing or wherever on either side is polarizing enough as it is. So I can see both sides of this and I feel like Brittany Aldean is very good at pushing buttons. And oh, she yeah. knows exact buttons to push. And while, yes, her words may have been twisted up or whatever, she is still now now on top of this, she's now going to make money mm-hmm. off of this whole Mary Morris thing. Also, if there are parents that are saying or that are trying to transition their own kids, I don't know if that's right. I've like having kids myself. Yeah. If Emerson goes through a tomboy phase, I'm not instantly like, oh, well, we need to start the transition. What is we need to consider that? It doesn't even it doesn't even make sense to me. So that sentence really doesn't. I I don't know. Are are parents doing this? Are parents. Is that an actual thing? You know, I think if this (laughs) is happening and let's put it this way, Dwayne Wade, his wife, Gabrielle Union. Yeah. They have a daughter. Mm hmm who, and forgive me because I'm going to have to do some background research, either was a daughter then transitioned to be a son or vice versa. They said they knew like from the jump, this girl is not just a girl or this like boy is not just a boy. Yeah, Families that this happened in are so few and far between, but they're easy to target for that reason. Yeah, And I think it's easy for a lot of people to be like, whoa, 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 that's not right. And I do think there's got to be a lot of more laws and rules about how those things happen because it's totally understandable to say, hang on a second, what's going on here? Yeah, And how do I regulate how I feel about my child potentially going to school with someone who's using their bathroom who doesn't have the same like parts as them yeah you know those things these conversations get so deep so quick but i i think it all started with some petty bullshit yeah that just didn't need to happen it yeah i i i really think that uh and, and she's Brittany herself and and i think jason not so much i feel like jason has a has a little bit more of a reputation to uphold and to some degree from, you know, his, his artist standpoint. So he's not going to be as outspoken as she can be. Right. Um, obviously he's going to support her, but I think she knows exactly what she's doing. That's what a, a, a lot of ultra conservative people or ultra liberal people will do this just to trigger the other side. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Right. And, the, I'm sure there are more people that wanted to speak out, but all we saw was Cassidy and Marin, um, as far as like from the country music side of things. But then, in the same token, Brittany had a whole round of supporters on her side. I saw Ray Lynn was mm-hmm. uh, she commented something. And I assume there's probably a lot of country artists who are in the mix who are keeping quiet because they're like, yeah. I don't even know where I stand in because, this. Well, and that's and it's probably the best place to be in something like this. And, yeah. I, and I know that if you're silent, you're kind of part of the problem or whatever. But at the same time, like I also think it stands for being a little open minded. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that there are, are far more far more people in the majority of this that say, you know, whatever you whatever your sexual preference is, whatever you think you are. Go for it. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here. I got my own stuff. I got my I own do not problems. Have the time. You, you, whatever makes you happy. That's honestly, and my my whole opinion about all of this is, 
you got to be happy. You got to be happy with yourself. You got to be happy with the way you live your life. And if that's how that goes, and if that's what makes you happy, fine, go for it. Like, it's not bothering me at all. Right. But for whatever reason, it triggers Brittany, Brittany Aldean. She's got to say something about it publicly. Now she's making Barbie shirts and, uh, you know, I guess making lemonade out of lemons that Marin has given her. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. And I feel like these problems are just going to be continued to have had outbursts are going to be continued to have had probably forever with country music at least, but heightened over at least the next few years until yeah. I think both sides of, unfortunately, the country we live in can find some sort of bridges to cross over and understand that we can all be understanding and we can all actually like yeah. exist. Yeah. Especially when it comes to government, it's you're either this or you're that. There is no in-between or the people that are in-between don't don't say anything mm-hmm. or aren't engaged. Is Marin Morris going to come out with a a t-shirt line or something? Does she have a product line? Does she have baby gear or something? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, like this brought me back to the Morgan thing. You know, when Morgan had his big scandal, saying yeah. things he shouldn't have been saying, Kelsey Ballerini jumped in and said, you know, he does not reflect all of country music. And then Morgan was, or sorry, Marin jumped in and said, actually, wait, yeah, he does, because we got real big issues. And for, like, the past two years, Marin's been really outspoken about a handful of things, including this over this past weekend. Yeah. So. Brittany called her Karen Morris. She did. I mean, she could come out with a whole, like, Karen, Karen, line. Karen line of something. That could be funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, as women in the community, too, I understand what both of them were doing, and you just don't see the guys doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it makes me sad for that now. This just probably adds to the catty stereotype of women in the genre. Does anybody have beef? Do any country artists have beef that that you know of? Um, Probably behind closed doors. Yeah. I know... Maybe Brian and Tyler from Florida Georgia Line have a little bit of beef now, and that all stems from politics. Right. I remember when that whole—I I don't know—I think it was twenty twenty or maybe around the election time when one is very Republican and one is very Democrat. Mm-hmm. They just have different views on things. That kind of like uh, sparked the. Now end. they're not together anymore. Right. So, yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody that has beef. I don't think anybody like openly does, but I think that would make it more interesting. I don't think so either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone in the country world is else is as outspoken as like Taylor Swift and Katy Perry. Yeah, you know, but that would be wild if like Blake Shelton released a song just talking shit. And next thing we knew, it's about Luke Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> Not true, by the way. They're good friends. Knew I had to bring that up somehow. Was a little too nervous about doing it on the air because it's just it requires so much dialogue. To break through yeah. to that conversation, we're only allowed like three and a half minutes on the air at a time. Yeah, there's just so many angles to stuff like this. And even even if you're listening to this podcast and you're all fired up about whatever, you know, either I or Casey said, it's still like, what's it going to do at the, the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a com- complex and complicated thing. And I think just a subtle jab like what Brittany did there with the tomboy comment. That's enough to trigger a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, we'll see what happens, I guess, over the long run. But I am curious about her in general, her role. How do I put this? I'm curious as to how much of a role she will continue to have as a figure in the country music world. She'll always be Jason's wife. Yeah. But 
if we started to see her maybe not showing up to certain events or red carpets or things. So sorry, Brittany, but I think it might be a good thing. Yeah. And I don't want to exclude her from anything, but maybe sit a few out, you know? <laughs> Too polarizing to join. It's getting really, it's just getting really loud for not a lot of reason. Yeah. And again, this is just going to spark more people to feel the way they feel about me for saying things. But anyway, we'll jump back into the regularly scheduled programming now. But I think a funny conversation when had lightly. Yeah. I The only thing that I ever remember Brittany uh, from Brittany Kerr mm-hmm. was when the pictures of her and Jason Aldean and the infidelity stuff started happening. Yes. And in like a Hooters or somewhere. Yeah. They were at some party or something. She was sitting on his lap and they were kissing. And I just remember that being... Being like, oh my gosh, Jason Aldean is cheating on his wife right now. And then it actually happened. Like, yeah. it, like they actually got a divorce and now he's with Brittany. And- All so publicly. I remember yeah. when his wife tweeted. That's how long it was. Tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck this. You two can go burn it down somewhere else. Because I guess burning it down was about Brittany, who was his mistress at the time. Oh, wow. Crazy. Now I might just be starting more rumors. Let's get into the rest of the week. Yesterday, Kelsey Ballerini made a shocking announcement about her personal life. She posted to her Instagram story to say, Friends, I've always tried my best to share my life with you in a real vulnerable way while also protecting layers of my personal life as they unfold. This is now public record, so I wanted you to know from me directly that I'm going through a divorce. This was a deeply difficult decision. It's the result of a journey of love, growth, and effort that ultimately came to an end. It's hard to find the words, but I feel extremely grateful for the years of marriage I spent to Morgan and for the next seasons. Morgan Evans, of course, an Australian country artist. We had him here in St. Louis for Hot Country Nights back in like, I don't know, January, February. Yeah. The nicest guy in the world. Super nice. So cool. Like we had the nicest time talking to him while he was here. Um, And we obviously know that we like Kelsey too. She's always been really nice. Um, Sometimes it just didn't, doesn't work out. Sometimes it doesn't. And a theme that I'm seeing other people say online that Remy and I actually first said to each other was we're not really shocked about this. Yeah. Simply because, well, of a few reasons. A, when they met in 2016, within nine months, they were engaged. Less than a year later, they were married. Kelsey was like only 24. There's a 10-year age gap. They're both country music artists with decently sized careers, respectively. Not to mention, you know, he is from Australia, so he's bouncing back and forth countries. She's back and bouncing around the whole country touring. Yeah. So, you know, it's understandable. Anybody who has ever gotten into marriage knows that there's a lot of work that you need to put into it to maintain it. And I can't even imagine being, you know, a younger couple getting married and then having to deal with the music industry on top of that. Mm -hmm. It's just got to be insane. And their careers aren't like the level of like a Blake and Miranda where we're like, you can kind of call the shots on where you want to go. Or like, if you don't want to do a certain tour or go to certain cities or whatever, like these people are trying to make names for themselves with at a very young part in their career. So it's not really where you can just kind of be that flexible. I think we can tell that Kelsey was the one that filed a, because it is public knowledge, but also because of the, response that Morgan wrote on his socials. He wrote with a very heavy heart. I'm sad to confirm that after five years of marriage, Kelsey and I are parting ways. I wish it were otherwise, but sadly it is not. Um, 
Also, as somebody who's Kelsey's age, I kind of feel this. I get this feeling that she's maybe hitting a certain point in her career, hitting a certain point in her life, thinking, actually, there are some things I'd rather do differently. Or actually, maybe I was a little too young and excited when I made that decision, and ultimately I need to go in a different direction than I originally thought it. There's a big age gap between the two of them, right? It's like 11 years, years, 10 years. So, like, that's a... Totally different lifestyle, I would assume, when she was, what, 24 when they got married? 23, somewhere in that range? Right. Yeah. I mean, we can assume all we want, but at the end of the day, they just need to be happy. I mean, they've got so much more life to live, and they've got s- such big careers ahead of them. Oh, yeah. Be free, friends. Be free. I think this will only <laughs> do positive things for both of them in the long run, which is great. And, I mean, they were a super cute couple while they were together. We like them both on their own. So, I mean, I don't, I think everybody's just, no one's really shocked by it, but it's probably a good thing. Yeah. There's a new documentary coming out about country music and some of our faves like Eric Church and Miranda Lambert are center stage. Jack Ingram narrates, They Called Us Outlaws, Cosmic Cowboys, Honky Tonk Heroes, and the Rise of Renegade Troubadours. It's a six-part docu-series that will be released in 2023. I have a love-hate relationship with with the term outlaw. The connotation of that is you're outside the law. And the real artists, the real songwriters, I I don't think they ever knew what the rules and laws were. They they just did what they did. That was Eric Church. That's kind of the intro to the trailer for this docu-series. But it's going back and it's talking about all of the iconic outlaw songwriters and performers that you think of when you hear that term, like Jennings and Jones and uh, Chris Dofferson, mm-hmm. maybe, or mm-hmm. even modern day artists like Eric Church, Miranda Lambert, and postmodern like Tyler Childers, Charlie Crockett. Yeah. So, and you know, a lot of those artists, we don't really play for, you know, a plenty reason, but... I think this is going to be a super interesting docu-series to watch. I'm really excited and bummed that it doesn't come out until next year. I totally thought that Eric Church was going to say, I don't like the word outlaw because I actually follow the rules and I follow <laughs> the laws. I am a law-abiding citizen. I am a nice guy. I go guy, the speed limit. But I guess they mean when it comes to writing music, right. going outside of that country music box per se, maybe more rock, maybe more Southern against rock. Against Nashville, pop. against the yeah. formula. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, is Shania Twain in this? Because I feel like she would be a good one for this too. Um, I don't think, you know, I don't necessarily think this is leaning very Shania-y because I think it's leaning away from the pop side of country Brantley music. Brantley Gilbert. Brantley. Oh, Brantley. I think he may have Outlaw tattooed on him, but I don't necessarily think he fits in this either. It's, a, it's an era for me. No. Go- like, I think of rockers and I think of like rock star. I think of 80s. You think of outlaw, you think of 60s, 70s, you think of Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, those kind of guys. Yeah. Like even artists now, like it's a red dirt theme or it's like got some other kind of label. I just can't consider it outlaw. Okay. You don't, you wouldn't put Eric Church in that outlaw category? Like, I, I think that he's got characteristics. I think that like based on the definition, like Casey Musgraves kind of in the same boat. Yeah. But compared to what they were doing three, four decades ago, it's way, way different. You know what? I would make an argument for Dan and Shay. Shut up. Because their pants are super tight. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) They should outlaw those pants. Uh, Anyway, I think it's going to be a great docuseries. The trailer's on our Facebook page and Instagram story. And um, it's also, like, made by the Country Music Hall of Fame. So you know that it's done by a credible source. Blake Shelton likes to check up on his bars from time to time in fun ways, especially when... 
there might be a special surprise. But keep that in mind. Let's back things up a little bit. Dalton Dover is a country music artist that was a contestant on The Voice. Specifically, he was on Team Blake. Dalton did well in The Voice, and now he's wrapping up his month-long residency at Blake's Nashville Bar, Old Red, on Broadway. Yeah. He did that on Tuesday. And while he was there performing, he was so rudely interrupted when the big screen behind him showed what looked like the other side of a FaceTime call Mm -hmm. with Blake Shelton. Blake said he was just calling in, checking up to see uh, how Dalton's set was going that day. But then he asked, by the way, what are you doing December 3rd? Dalton's like, nothing. (laughs) What? And the crowd's like looking at the screen. Oh my God, Blake Shelton's on FaceTime. Dalton's like, what are you talking about? Blake said, okay, that's good that you're not busy because we'd like you to perform at the Grand Ole Opry. That's cool. We've talked about this before. It's always interesting when new artists are invited because you have to be invited. You can't just like make a date to go perform there or have your people call their people. They have to formally invite you somehow Mm. or a member of the Opry has to invite you somehow like Blake Shelton. Yeah. So speechless, Dalton stepped back from the mic. He wiped his eyes and the crowd went wild the way that a crowd does when someone's getting engaged, but the girl hasn't said yes yet. (laughs) They're like, say yes, come on. (laughs) And he's emotional and Blake's like, hey, if if you're busy, it's no big deal. You ain't gotta. Dalton spoke right up and said he promised that he'd be there. The video is really sweet. I just posted it to our Facebook page because when I saw it, I was like, how cute and full circle. Someone who started their career on The Voice, thanks to Blake Shelton for turning his chair. And now Blake Shelton also gets to be the one to surprise him and welcome him to the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, I feel like even some of the most seasoned artists in country music still step into that circle at the Grand Ole Opry and they still get nervous. Right. Yeah, like it's still a, like a very magical thing to do that. So it's awesome that he gets to, that he gets to go perform there. And yeah. to give him that chance like to celebrate in front of a bunch of people, how often do we talk to an artist like, you know, Alexander Kay or somebody like that? We're like, oh yeah, Tim McGraw called me to come on tour and I was in my mom's basement or whatever. Like, yeah. no, you can't celebrate that moment, but you're... In front of hundreds, maybe a thousand people or whatever, that's a huge, huge opportunity for you. Yeah, I would assume that they had had his friends and close family or whoever there that day for yeah. that show. You can't let your guard down at all at the Bryan household. It's not a prank this time, but Luke Bryan's wife caught him looking like a fool. She took a slow motion video of him eating what looks like popcorn. Exactly how you imagine a man to be eating popcorn, by the way. They just have a certain way of doing it. Oh, yeah, you scoop. Full you, fistful. You open the mouth mm-hmm. and you drop it in. I don't even <laughs> half think of you it drop on your shirt. it. I think you slam it you in. You slam it, yeah. But to make it worse, she put that video side by side to a video of Pekka, their pet llama, also eating. And when I tell you these videos, the two are uncanny. Just like totally similar. Totally similar in all the grossest ways. And I don't know, some people may find uh, posting something like this of your significant other being super rude, but I think all laws are broken in the Brian household. And honestly, most wives probably look at their man eating popcorn or whatever and think the same thing sometimes. So the video is super funny. It's kind of taking off on social media. Yeah, it would be a shame if he had his own popcorn brand oh, to promote. Yeah. You know, know what I mean? It's weird how that 
it works. You and, know? And, and you know what's awful about it, guys? I went and looked on Monday, and it's all sold out. Oh, Seriously? Really? All gone. And you know that's only a limited time thing, so uh, it must all be gone. I'm so sad about it, too. I was so looking forward to trying Luke It'll Bryan's be back popcorn. out. Maybe, It'll be back out. Maybe like the label will send some maybe in a box or something. the same way we got Cane Crunch. All, you know who's going to be here next Friday, Mr. Luke Bryan. Yes. So I don't know. Maybe Ooh. we might be able to talk to some of the right people, get them to send us something so you can try it. We're going to slide into your DMs, Luke. We want some of that popcorn. You By are... the way, the Cane Crunch is good. I had some last night. It was delicious. <laughs> yeah. so keep it around when you need that late night snack. It's basically like... Like chocolate. It's cocoa pebbles. Yeah, it's cocoa, cocoa pebbles. pebbles yeah. yeah. If you didn't have the job you have right now, what would you be doing? Anything off the top of your head? Fighter pilot. Professional quarterback. Fighter pilot. Yeah. It'd have to be a big plane. And a professional quarterback. Yeah. On that note, we also asked some country artists, what would you be doing if you were not in country music? And at first, this is what Thomas Rhett said that he would have done. I would try to get my real estate license. And I would also love to go to culinary school. Which I feel like we could totally see either one of those from him. See, could you see Thomas Rhett on a billboard, like <laughs> a real estate billboard with just his face, like number one in Monroe County or yeah. wherever, St. Charles the County. The you trust or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I see him baking some like Easy Mac and be like, I could do culinary school. Yeah, yeah right. I got that. <laughs> and Riley, Riley Green's answer actually really surprised me, but I love it. I want to be a delivery driver for UPS. I like the brown pants. I like the whole outfit. You go in the barber shop, everybody's happy to see you. You go in the hair salon, you go in anywhere. And I was a driver helper one Christmas, and it just reiterated my dreams and aspirations about it because everybody's so happy to see you when you come in. So I just thought that's a pretty happy job. <laughs> True. <laughs> Unless you damage the package. Or you're late. Right. Unless you're, you know, not on your game. Your I feel like it is a pretty happy job. <laughs> So I, I like that answer. But I think the best answer overall is always Tim McGraw's. I went to college to be a lawyer. And then I think I was 11, 12, 13 years old. And I saw Injustice for All with Al Pacino. And from that point on, I always wanted to be a defense attorney. Always blows my mind that Tim McGraw could have been a lawyer. Yeah. Like I Tim think, can do anything he wants. I think on second thought, I want to be a motivational speaker like Tony Robbins or something. Like, come out and be like, I am the best! Say it! I am the best! It'd be fun. I'd get that gravelly voice first. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, you know, I think you could still have that career. I think that's something you could start on the side from this. <laughs> I am a money magnet. <laughs> Say it out loud. I am a money magnet. You could put on your own little, uh, what do they call those? Like, conferences? Retreat. at the Retreats at the hotel ballrooms. Yep, yep. yep. We're going to go to Sedona and... Uh, Go to the energy vortices and... Right. Keep your eye out for that. <laughs> She's like, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore, Remy. I don't know. You might not hear from Leanne Rhymes much these days, as much as we used to, but she says you couldn't even pay her to return to her heydays in country music. So first off, she's celebrating her 40th birthday, which is crazy because... I think because she burst into the country music scene at like 13 years old, it's wild to think of her as, you know, 40 and having a family and all grown up now. Yeah. She says that she is so over her 30s. And in the past year, she started putting herself first instead of ignoring her needs to like take care of somebody else or uh, like approve other people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Are anyway. You, are you... Are, 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 you ready for your 40s? Like, is that a thing? You, 
I'm done with my 30s. I'm ready for my 40s. Is that what she's saying? Or she yes. wants to go back in time? No, she's saying she's ready for her 40s. Gotcha. She's saying she is so done with her 30s because so much of it, of it was spent taking care of others, like her two kids in her house. Yeah. Of course, I'm sure being in your 30s, you got to kind of live up to who you were at such a star at 19. And that's kind of tough. But I think she's using this milestone as a way to break into her own. She says one way she's doing that is by ditching high heels. She's like, I don't know why we do this to ourselves. If you see me like on an award show or something and I'm not dressed up in the way you think I should be, just know I'm doing it for myself. Um, And I think a lot of people get to this point, especially parents at a certain time in your parenting when you're like, oh, you can dress yourself, you can make your own (laughs) snacks. I'm like, I'm going to go sit by myself for an hour. Thanks. Leave me alone. Yep. Yep. Uh, Meet you ditched heels a while ago, right? I ditched them a long time ago. (laughs) Thank God my back is so much better for it now. But the fact that she was 13 when she came onto the scene and for the next almost decade, her life was controlled by other people. It was controlled by the industry. She was told what to do, where to be. And then she goes into a relationship where she's got kids. Like she's finally turning into herself. Like she's finally finding herself at almost 40. Yeah. She's just doing it at a different time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Tyler Hubbard right now is between, you know, he he lived his heyday between 25 and 35 or 25 right. and 40 or whatever. She just did that at a very young age and now she's... It's the second act. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. She says, as a, as a child, I remember thinking that 30 was so old, but now that I'm there, I feel like I've got so much life under my belt. I'm so much wiser and I wouldn't be 22 again, even if you paid me. Perfect. I like that mindset. Casey covers Peloton, let's go! This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.